Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Gary Baracco, who's Assistant Vice President of Product Marketing at E2Open, and Brian Smith, who's Director of Product Management at E2Open. And today we're going to talk about from first mile to final mile, gearing up for the 2021 holiday season. You know, so there's been a number of headlines recently about whether the current supply chain problems are going to cancel Christmas. While, you know, those headlines are, you know, hyperbole, um, the fact remains that there are a lot of intricate and interconnected processes when it comes to global supply chain management from the first mile at the country of origin all the way to the final mile, either at a store shelf or a customer's doorstep. So what are some important capabilities companies need to consider with regards to, you know, the first mile, the final mile and everything in between? And, um, you know, what are... Uh, you know, how is technology going to help in, in, this, in this effort? So it's great to have uh, Gary and Brian with us to share their insights and perspective on this topic. So uh, Gary, Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian. It, and it's noteworthy to say that this is the first time I'm sharing the podium with Brian, who just came to us through the Blue Jay acquisition. So he's now part of the E2Open team. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Adrian. Happy to be here and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Great. So now both of you have great backgrounds. I mean, it, it, it kind of, you know, uh, invokes the holiday season and, and the winter time here in, in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, as you can see, I, I've got a different background than normal. This is my son's bedroom because uh, I had to move due to some noise on the other side of the house. But but anyway, it's great to have you here. Uh, obviously, you know, we're uh, gearing up for the holidays. We're in full throttle mode right now and, you know, kind of in the beginning of, of November here. So, Gary, maybe I'll start with you. Um, you know, the holiday season is you know, always presents, you know, unique supply chain logistics challenges. I mean, will this year's holiday season be different? And if so, in what ways? Well, different than what is the question. And if, if you're thinking that uh, Christmas could be canceled, um, we definitely need the Grinch back in to bring it back again, right? When the Grinch has been transformed into the happy person. But honestly, when it comes to the current state of global supply chains, weaknesses are everywhere. The massive dislocations are present in the container market, all the shipping routes, the ports, even air cargo, um, still the ongoing issues with cargo, with uh, trucking line, lanes, railways, and this, just this week on the news uh, about the distribution center and warehouse um, shortage and the shortage of space storing goods here. Um, and so this result has just created more and more shortages of either key manufacturing components or backlogged orders, um, delivery days, which are uh, delays, which are just the expectation now. And of course, the costs keep going up, both consumer prices and transportation costs. This morning, CNN reported that the average shopping cart that was $150 um, total uh, just a few weeks ago is now at least $250 or $300. So as all the transportation costs go up, um, the cost is obviously packed on, pa passed on to the consumer. Um, and if the situation isn't resolved soon, I think that the global economy and these consequences really could evolve further into um, a recession. 
Um, and I wonder, you know, how do we get away from here, right? Um, I, I was thinking about that and I look back even before the pandemic to decide, well, when, when did this, this whole trend start? And it, it really dates pre-COVID and it goes back to the trade, t trade tensions that occurred between China, the US and other nations. Um, some folks like to also say that Brexit layered on to that and just another uh, trade stumbling block. Um, and that then spiraled right into COVID-19 in 2019 and early 2020, um, 2020. So I think that we're in this, this mire and muck of supply chain issues. There's multiple factors that weigh in on, um, on our trying to, uh, the, that we would need to solve in order to get back up and running properly and having to orchestrate all of those factors uh, fix themselves or be fixed all at the same time seems to be the major issue that we're facing. Yeah, you, you brought up, uh, you know, uh, some great points there. In particular, you know, I think a lot of folks forget, you're right. I mean, a lot of these challenges that we're facing, obviously the pandemic has been, uh, you know, made, major driving force behind it. But there have been other things that have happened beforehand, like, you know, the, the trade wars and the, the tariffs that were implemented um, as well as Brexit that has, you know, uh, further compounding, you know, the, the, the issues that uh, companies are experiencing, you know, today. I mean, I, I like to think of it in terms of, you know, one of my favorite movies, Spinal Tap, right? You know, the holiday season always turns the dial to 10, but, you know, right now it's, we, we've turned the dial to 11, you know, um, yes. and, and that's what companies are, are dealing with today. Uh, so, so Brian, you know, uh, going over to you now, I mean, there's, there's a lot of focus, you know, on the final mile today. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but but you obviously can't get to the final mile unless you get past the first mile. So when preparing for the holiday season, I mean, what are some important factors or capabilities that companies need to consider with regards to the first mile? Yeah, well, Adrian, if you're anything like me, you're probably waiting last minute to get your holiday shopping done. And uh, you're going to need to sh shift your plans a little bit because there are uh, supply chain delays galore. Um, you know, we're looking at our most recent uh, uh, index that we have for ocean shipping. We have one of the largest ocean shipping networks in our platform today. We're seeing on average 70 day delay going into ports in the California coast. So uh, if you count 70 days from now, that's when you can expect your uh, Christmas gifts to deliver. So, you know, might want to adjust some of your shopping plans here to, to combat some of those delays. But you know, all joking aside, um, you know, there are ways you can combat some of those delays. You know, we do have solutions that our customers use today. Uh, what's really working with collaboration with their suppliers. So, you know, this goes just beyond what am I ordering? How am I fulfilling uh, my purchase orders? But how am I collaborating with my suppliers so that I can uh, share with them the demand that I'm seeing so that they can help me fulfill the orders to my customers. And it's that collaboration between our customers and their suppliers uh, in our ecosystem that help them combat some of these delays because they're giving them the forecast. They're giving them the visibility so that they can plan ahead. Uh, but also getting really relevant information. Uh, um, you know, when we get status updates and ASNs indicating that product has been loaded, it's been shipped, it's uh, on a vessel, getting those status updates helps our customers react to changes within their supply chain real time. 
So if I need to make other arrangements, maybe I need to change my mode of transportation or I need to find a different vendor to help uh, combat some of those issues that I'm experiencing, I'm still getting the data from my network so that I can make those appropriate changes in flight to combat some of those challenges that I'm facing. But of course, we also have other solutions that help you be proactive. Uh, with our global trade management, we wanna make sure that those goods that you're shipping internationally can cross the borders frictionlessly. You don't want them to be caught up in uh, customs and exchange to make sure that they're passing the correct clearances. And by using the applications that we have, you know, whether that's denied party screening or global trade management, we can definitely help our customers make sure their goods are being cross-bordered flawlessly and without issues. And again, combating some of those delays that we've seen with some of the other shippers in the ecosystem. And of course, you want to make sure there's a clear handoff between modes and, you know, whether you're shipping vessel, rail, road, or parcel, you want to make sure that those goods are being transferred between those different vendors flawlessly. You know, if there's any delays in the handoff, you're going to experience those delays getting them to your end consumer as well. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're using the participants and the ecosystem uh, to help manage your supply chain in the most effective way. And again, visibility, making sure that it's getting to the distribution center on time, making sure it's getting to the retail store on time is really going to help uh, our customers this season. Yeah, Brian, as I, listen, go ahead. As, I, as I listen to you and, and, you know, the initial question that Adrian put out there is, you know, is someone stealing Christmas, right? It's, <laughs> it's happening. It takes a village to make sure it's not right. It goes back to that old expression, but look at the collaboration and all the parties that are involved in the handoffs and, and the nods and um, all of that just comes in. That was a great summary of who's party to uh, a simple shipment or transaction. You know, absolutely. You know, we, we, you, you brought up one of the things that you brought up, uh, Bryant, was, uh, you know, collaboration between, you know, companies and the suppliers and, and the other part, you know, trading partners out there. And, you know, when we, uh, we did a survey earlier this year with our Indago supply chain research community, and we asked them, you know, what actions can you take to make your supply chains more resilient? And number one and number three, it both involved suppliers. And, and one of the key things that came about was, number one, diversify your, your supplier base. And number two, build stronger, more collaborative relationships with your suppliers. And that involves the sharing of data and information on an ongoing and continuous basis so that you remain aligned with each other and there's no surprises or you can both proactively work together to resolve whatever issues and, and readjust plans as needed based on you know, real world, real time you know, uh, um, operating realities. So, so I think that's, that's spot on in terms of, of that. And then you, br you brought up the uh, global trade management and uh, crossing borders. Well, that's one of the big problems that we, we, you know, folks in the UK are experiencing in the EU. Once Brexit came into play, um, you know, those companies that uh, you know, weren't prepared or obviously you know, there was a lot of <laughs> groundwork that needed to put in, put in place now that you actually have borders between the UK and the rest of the EU. Um, and, and those are some of the growing pains that, that has been part of the um, after effect of, of Brexit taking effect. Um, so, so Brian, let's talk now. Similar question now. You know, let's let's talk now about you know the the final mile, um, and then maybe Gary, you can you can uh, uh, provide your thoughts on it as well. I mean, obviously, the final mile is really the the last opportunity either to you know delight a customer or potentially lose them for life if you uh, you know uh, drop the ball on that end. So, I mean, what are some important capabilities or factors that companies should think about with regards to the final mile? 
Yeah, you know, I think the, the story is true on both ends of the supply chain is, you know, you need to have a collaborative relationship with your suppliers to make sure that, you know, the product's moving accordingly. But you also need to have a collaborate, collaboration relationship with your carriers and your customers to make sure that, you know, if you're working with your carriers, you want to make sure that, you know, they're aware of the constraints that you have, that they can provide the capacity that you need uh, for certain lanes to make sure that you're honoring your commitments to your customers, but you also need to collaborate with your customers so that they're aligned on expectations and that, you know, you're not over-promise, under-deliver and running into OTIF uh, compliance issues. And, you know, when you're working with your carriers and your vendors, it's really important, again, to, to share that forecasting information with them and say, hey, you know what, we have a, a huge demand coming up this holiday season. We expect our volumes to increase by X. We're going to need you to help partner with us. We're going to keep you busy. You're going to help us move our goods. It's going to be a win-win relationship for the both of us. And, you know, having that open and, and transparent conversation with your carriers, you know, th they will welcome the additional business. You know, we know there's a driver shortage, of course, and they'll help you where they can. But, you know, this keeps their wheels moving. You know, they don't want assets sitting idly by. And, you know, in return, they'll give you favorable rates, they'll give you capacity, but, you know, what can also help them is the tools, is the tools help the drivers be more efficient. You know, with our VRS capabilities, we can easily plot the final miles in a short range and region where we can make the most effective route for the driver so that, you know, their time is being utilized in the most effective way and they're not going out of route, they're not sitting you know, stop to stop, we can make their run and their, um, their route the most efficient that it can be. And, you know, of course, they're going to welcome that because the more stops and more loads they can cover, you know, the better, uh, better payday they'll get. So, you know, it's using the applications uh, that we have at our disposal to make sure that everything's efficient, but also using the network that we have uh, with the carriers, uh, both, you know, domestic and international to make sure that, your partners are helping you move uh, your, your goods. So it's a, it's very collaborative effort. Yep. Great. Gary, your thoughts on, on the final mile. Yeah. Um, you know, those are great points and, you know, cost is one thing, right? What's the price. So um, Brian mentioned, you know, setting up that, that friendly relationship with your carriers and establishing the best rate but also having the ability through technology to know if they are giving you the best rate is great. And um, if within your TMS, you can go and compare, well, what are the other carriers doing? You can, uh, for the same lane and same level of service, you can negotiate with your carriers, um, having those tools. And, and technology, the implementation and use of technology has really changed the way logistics operate. Um, whether you're looking for the best rate, whether you're looking for open capacity or a spot rate, if anything such as that exists anymore, um, or uh, as Brian said, using uh, what's the best route for my driver, right? And on his delivery and how do I optimize those things? Um, the other elements of cost, the driver capacity that we mentioned um, is limited um, and recently just within the week or so um you know i've been talking about driver shortages for about three years and telling folks to brace for this it's gonna happen um and finally now it's hit right where it hurts during the pandemic 
We are seeing some government intervention here within the United States. They're providing additional funding for education and training. And I've seen um, some a lot of women and other minority groups entering the trucking workforce. So there's opportunities being opened at this point. Um, ultimately, the customer experience, the end customer experience is gonna be delivered by those folks that are the ones face to face with the customer. I know I I know my Amazon guy personally. When we have a new one come in, um, I go to meet that guy and um, and and thank them for coming to work today. So a lot to do here, not just within North America. The same situation all over the U.S. on the domestic side. Leverage technology, keep your costs lower. Yeah, that's a great point. At the, you know, with regards to the you know the the role that the, the final mile plays and and drivers play in customer experience, right? And and it really is so tied to your brand, you know, yes. as as a company, right? Because again, if if that final ex mile experience is is negative, it's going to impact you know the brand of the, you know the brand owner uh, that uh, um, and going back, I mean, that could be that can be a make or break. Uh, decision for a customer wanting to do business with you, you know, moving, moving forward. Um, you know, th there's a lot, you know, sticking with you, Gary, I mean, there's a lot that happens between the first mile and, and the final miles. And, and we've talked for many years about, you know, the importance of having end-to-end -end visibility, but what does that mean exactly? And, and how do you enable and get value from it? Yeah, visibility, another one of those technological wonders. The complexities of, of global logistics uh, cause those visibility gaps, especially when goods are on the move. The uh, the ocean leg being the longest leg, um, it's always difficult to to see incrementally where that is. But with shippers being able to see the timelines change, um, really we can eliminate those ripples of confusion that happen in other places, either upstream or downstream within your supply chain organization that eventually cause higher costs and then lead to poor customer service. Um, because of increased risk of disruption, especially now with container shortages, port lockdowns, production lockdowns, um, lack of, of labor force at on both ends, and then um, truck availability and even other equipment like chassis availability, um, all of these interrelationships of supply chain processes become more crucial. And it's critical then that we have data and we share that data. So what is visibility and how do you get value from it? You're grabbing data from all of these ecosystems, all of the, the community and village that Bryant's mentioned in our opening uh, question. Um, this then will give you a real-time picture of potential disruptions and even more important, how they might affect your supply and your customer order fulfillment, right? So um, some shipments might not matter. If you're getting a shipment in that's for Valentine's Day, which a lot of retailers are doing already, then you're not worried as much of it being on time. And if it's a few days late, that's fine. But if your shipment is time sensitive, as in Christmas decorations or um, outerwear for the colder weather, you need that advance awareness that would help you act quickly and decisively deci make decisions about um, how to keep the rest of my supply chain in sync 
In other words, are we fulfilling the customer's orders or are we going to let them down or does it really matter? So what's the impact? Um, in that essence, a visibility solution goes beyond shipment visibility and provides a deeper understanding of the impact that deviations might have on those planned milestones. And from there, you can identify at-risk sales, purchase orders, and leverage that data to make decisions. That's in an essence what the level of visibility that we could provide through technology and what's needed in these tough times. You know, you, you, you mentioned a few things I think is, uh, you know, the, that's important. I think when a lot of folks think about visibility, it's about, you know, just as the word implies, being able to see things, right? But that that's only, you know, that only gets you through the door, right? I mean, that's only the foundation. I mean, the, the ability is then to actually take action on on based on what you're seeing. And in order to take action, then that has to be tied to whether it's optimization or some kind of automation right. and so forth. So all those things really have to work together from my perspective, it's it's not enough just to see something. It's not. Yeah, you, you also have to then interpret it. And 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 and, and when you talk about end-to-end -end supply chain management, there's so many different factors. Whether it's impact to in transportation, impact to inventory, impact to customer service, um, and then balancing it out, like you mentioned, in terms of different. Uh, you know, you've got different options, but understanding what the impact and the trade-offs are between those different actions uh, is important. And then finally, once you decide to take an action, is to be able to then automate that. In, in a streamlined, you know, fashion. So uh, I, I think that's where, you know, ultimately the value of, you know, visibility is uh, is realized. Um, we, we actually, Adrian, we break it down and in, in, in you're, you're right. The first is the ability to see, see where my goods are, maybe geo-positioning, but then understand, right? And this is where we're looking for sharper and refined estimates, right, of arrivals, the predictive ETA and, and and how are we getting more finite when's it really going to arrive because i don't have time for trucks to sit at the port right um and then uh so see understand act is the next and you mentioned that and the last bit is to use ai and machine learning to learn those uh those those incidents and see so that we can be ready next time with a learned behavior so See, That's understand, great. act, and learn. Yep. I, I, I love those. I, I love breaking it down in those areas. And the, the learn one is going to be critical for, for sure. Yes. And that, that's where the uh, future innovation is going to uh, you know, be based on. Um, so, so as a way to wrap up, you know, Brian, I'll, I'll start with you. And then maybe, Gary, you can uh, you know, add your thoughts on it. Um, so, Brian, I mean, what capabilities will ultimately separate the leaders from the laggards you know, this holiday season? Absolutely. I look at it and kind of... Uh a bundle or a collection of capabilities really. And, you know, everyone has the applications. They have applications where you can tender and appoint and schedule and book and all these great things that tools allow us to do and applications allow us to do. But it's one step further than that. It's incorporating the network, right? So uh, we talked about collaboration with your suppliers. We talked about uh, collaboration with your carriers. We talked about collaboration with your customers. And it's using your network to make sure that you're getting the most out of your ecosystem, which is ultimately working in coordination with the applications that you're using. These applications that are integrated with your suppliers, the applications that are integrated with your carriers so that you can seamlessly uh, transact with those different participants. And when you're using these applications, when you're leveraging your network, 
is generating data. And Gary talked about the, the value of that data that's being generated, but we're putting that data back into the applications so that they can action against it in real time and get the most value out of all three systems working together. Applications, network, and data are what really are gonna separate the leaders and the laggards. Great, Gary, your, your thoughts. Well, just to go, as I was watching Bryant's background, before the snow flies, here's what yeah. you've got to do, right? Um, uh, and uh, I think uh, supply chain leaders need to have a big dose of patience, first of all. Um, and uh, and the next would be intelligence in that, you know, the, the G2 type of intelligence that we're looking for is, um, you know, what's happening today? what are the forecasts for tomorrow right um we just uh, uh released the uh e2 open ocean shipment index which is a quarterly report um and it's telling you what happened in the last quarter well that kind of gives you an idea on what you can expect the only thing that you can control as a shipper is when to book your shipment knowing that it might take those 70 days that bryant mentioned right and by building that buffer because you have no control over when that that container gets on the ship and when it eventually gets offloaded and onto your truck into its delivery point so have that control and with that you need technology so um that that's what you believe uh i so we need patience we need background and an intelligence to know what's happening and what we should do next and technology to help us stitch it all together yeah i i, I love that and, and you know we um I, and i'm a firm believer as well brian going back to your point in terms of you know the future and future innovation and what will so ultimately separate the leaders from the laggards is is not only thinking in terms of software, but also thinking in terms of network and the power of the network. And I think it's that combination that I'm seeing as an industry analyst, you know, uh, that's that's pushing a lot of the innovation in the industry. It's it's driving a lot of M&A in the industry. It's also driving a lot of new capabilities in the industry as well. So I think that certainly is the uh, the future. Um, uh, Gary, Bryant, I mean, we covered a lot of ground today, uh, a lot of food for thought. Uh, you know, so I, I appreciate you, you know, making the time to uh, be with us today to, to share your insights and advice on, you know, what will separate the leaders from the laggards heading into this holiday season. So thank you. Thanks, Adrian. Appreciate the time today. Always a great conversation. Thanks. Great. And thank you. And well, if, if we don't get to speak beforehand, uh, happy holidays to, to all of you and happy holidays to all of you watching. If you uh, are watching this episode on demand, either at the E2 Open website or on Talking Logistics and You've got a question or a comment for Gary or Bryant, you can post it there and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.